Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. There it is. There it is. So great. It is the end of the world. Well, we'll see. We'll see if the Vikings win or lose today. That will uh, dramatically decide how to cap off this weekend. Dave Schwartz, Pete Nigerian, Charlie Weiss, great to have you with us this morning on The Huddle. Joining us now from PurpleInsider.com is our good friend Matthew Collar, who was chirping me on Twitter last night when I said there's no way to sugarcoat this loss. It's really bad. And he said, hot take alert. Uh, good morning, Matthew. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you're bringing the fire again this morning by pointing out that it's a bad loss, Dave. I mean, that's that's good content right there. That's what they pay me the big bucks for, buddy. Um, let me ask you, Matt, before we get started, uh, joining us in the John Schuster Colwell Banker Hotline this morning, uh, chances that Cam Akers sees the field today and dresses, what are your thoughts? Is he going to be in or not? We're hearing kind of maybe, maybe probably not, though. Yeah, so Kevin O'Connell said uh, unlikely, I think, was the word that he used. I mean, it is pretty tough for somebody to show up on a Wednesday and play on a Sunday. Not impossible, though. I mean, I, I, he might have been playing coy. I mean, uh, you know, I, we'll, we'll get the inactives here shortly. I tend to think that for somebody like him who's coming from uh, a Rams offense that greatly influenced Kevin O'Connell right. and that a lot of the verbiage is the same, and considering the position, and no disrespect to our running back friends, it does take – uh, IQ and preparation and everything else for uh, to be a running back. But, you know, if there's any position, you could just toss somebody out there and have them run the ball a few times, probably running back. So I, I'll, be, I'll be very interested to see. And, you know, I think that in a way they, they do need him active. I mean, uh, him and Dalton Reisner because, you know, the season's on the line here. Um, you know, if you go 0-3 and, and then you just got these two guys that are supposed to help you, um, it's not completely over at 0-3, but you sort of go like, all right, well, what was the point? I mean, you needed these guys – Kind of yesterday, you know what I mean? So I'll be, I'll be interested. My guess is that Reisner is a backup for today and that we don't see Cam Akers, but, um, you know, I'll be, I'll be interested to see if that does happen. I'm going to break in here. Ben Gessling is reporting that he is inactive. Cam Akers. Interesting. See, I just, I, I don't, I'm with you, Matt. I don't like that. Why go get him on a Wednesday and just, I mean, how hard is it? Take the ball and just run forward. I mean, you can't, you know, like just play. I don't, I don't understand why he's inactive for today, but that's, that's uh, my own. That's my own problem, Pete. Yeah, Matthew, I, I got a question for you on this whole topic of the running backs. Uh, do the do the Vikings show any kind of um, anything about how they're looking at things on the fact that we didn't really do enough, probably, to keep Dal uh, Dalvin around? I mean, I, and here's why I say that our running we're, our running game right now we're averaging 34 yards per game. I, that's not very impressive in the first couple of weeks. And then you look at the charges, on the other hand, they're almost 150 yards. So what is it that we are doing so wrong? And have, have the, is the analysis of the running back position, was that something that they really screwed up on? And this Cam Akers could be a help, but uh, is that enough? 
Yeah, I think where the screw-up might have been, I mean, there's two things. Uh, I mean, number one is uh, not having another option. I mean, going into it with Ty Chandler, who was completely unproven, Kenny Wongu gets hurt in training camp. And then, you know, they brought in someone like Kareem Hunt. They brought in, I think, Mike Davis, and nothing happened. And it's similar to the Dalton Reiser situation, you kind of were like, well, why did you bring these guys in you know, when you needed them and you weren't going to sign them? And then you wait until it's obviously gone way wrong to sign them like maybe maybe you should have just done that when you brought those guys in for a visit so there's no counter punch if madison's not working there's no other person to go to the other big issue is along the offensive line which i think has been the main problem to the running game that they've just been dominated in the trenches in the first two weeks and part of it is that they've had backup offensive linemen like there's no describing the difference between christian derisaw and Oli udo or david questenberry i mean that's going from one of the best players in the entire nfl to like just a guy who's kind of barely in the league. And then, you know, your center is a huge part of it too as well. I mean, Garrett Bradbury has not always been the best at uh, pass blocking, but he's always been a terrific run blocker. So you're playing without two of your best run blockers. And what I saw looking back at the game was a lot of plays just being blown up from the outset. And then we know the right guard position is not good at all. So, I mean, at that point, you're talking about like four offensive linemen that are struggling and one good one at right tackle. That's hard to run against good fronts. So today we'll see. I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to have Garrett Bradbury. That is still a huge problem for them, but they get Derisaw back. And I don't think that this Chargers front is anywhere close to the last mm-hmm. two that they've faced, especially in the middle where they were going up against Jordan Davis and uh, Vita Vea. Like the, the Chargers don't have any players like that. Matthew Collar joining us in the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, Matthew, Jordan Addison through the first two games has shown some uh, explosion. I like what I've seen. Uh, you know, he's he gets open, he gets some separation. Has he moved into that two spot? I mean, is he really kind of other than you know taking Hawkinson out? Is is he that solid number two now behind Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, I've been so impressed with Jordan Addison from really day one. Um, I mean, I know he went really fast to get to training camp. Maybe he was just excited, uh, and uh, but once he got there. <laughs> So, you know, everybody was concerned, like, is this guy going to have maturity issues or whatever else? But then once he got into the flow of things, I mean, he was just great from day one. Uh, I mean, took first-team reps from the very start, made great catches on a daily basis. Uh, you could see the route running, the ability to get separation, and then make plays on the ball. I mean, that showed up in these first couple of games. And, I, I mean, he has star potential. Um, but I also think that when it comes to this situation particularly, it really is a – day-to-day, game-to-game type of who's wide receiver, too. Uh, Because you might have a game where K.J. Osborne gets seven catches for 150 yards because he's just the guy that was left open with the way that they were covering Justin Jefferson. It's like Justin Jefferson is the sun, and everybody else are, uh, you know, the other planets kind of orbiting around him. And whoever happens to be around uh, and available is going to get the ball. So sometimes that might be Jordan Addison on a deep ball that goes for, you know, 60 yards, or it might be, the, the short game, you know, they might be playing deep and try to take that away. So it might be K.J. Osborne getting quick passes. It might be T.J. Hawkinson getting 10 catches like he did in the playoff game against the Giants. I, I, so I don't think that, like, there's really a wide receiver, too. I think it's Jefferson and then everybody else, and however the defense is playing is going to dictate that. But, I mean, the, the returns early are extremely, extremely good on Jordan Addison. 
You know, and, and I think that's great, Matthew. I really, truly do. But our offense was never our problem last year. I don't think it's going to be our problem this year. And I think it continues to be the defense that, uh, for whatever reason, that's the elephant in the room. Nobody ever talks about it, right? I mean, the little bit of talk and little bit of chatter about it, they, you know, they go into the defensive side and they say, well, this guy might be hurt. I think he's going to get a little bit better. I just look at our defense and feel like, you know what? We can't really stop the run very well. We're not all that great against the pass. We're putting up, people are putting up 27 points a game on us. What is it about the defense? Is there any hope, do you think, that our defense improves? Because we're right there right now near the very bottom once again. Yeah, I mean, I, I would accuse you of defensive bias there, Pete, but yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's actually the case. I mean, that's that, that's truly the thing. I, I was just, you know, talking to somebody this morning about how this team kind of reminds me of when Matthew Stafford would throw for 5,000 yards and they would go 6-10 and 10 because they had just <laughs> terrible defenses and no running game, and it kind of feels that way. And, you know, I, the, the, the big thing for me is on the defensive side, and this is no disrespect to Daniel Hunter, who's a great player, but there is nobody who terrifies you on this Vikings defense if you're the opposing team. When you go in and say, you know, Micah Parsons is going to blow up our game plan or Sauce Gardner or Deion Sanders or Chris Dolman or Charles Haley or whatever, you know, there's no, there's no player that you say, we don't know how to stop this guy. We don't know how to slow this guy down. And when I look at the defensive line, they do not have a nose tackle. They have a 290-pound three-technique who's a good run stuffer trying to play nose tackle. Uh, you know, so they're trying to put the best 11 on the field, which is like five safeties. And I think, it, I think it's really a personnel issue. I mean, I think Brian Flores is trying to push a lot of buttons. But the other thing is, too, when you don't have Marcus Davenport, he's a 275-pound defensive end, kind of like a throwback guy who can you know, do a little bit of everything and, and be a force, but he's not playing. And so the, the drop-off from Davenport's talent to Patrick Jones or DJ Wanham is just absolutely massive. And that's, that's always been the issue with this team going into the season was, are they going to have any depth? If anybody gets hurt, it's going to be pretty ugly. And I think what we're seeing is going to be pretty ugly. I, the, only, the only plus side is that the secondary hasn't been a disaster, so you might be able to survive if teams don't <laughs> stick with the run. You know, if teams don't stick with the run like Philly, then you might be able to survive. But I, I think it's going to be a rough ride all season long. Well, should be a fun one today, Matthew Collar, PurpleInsider.com. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matthew. All right, thanks for having me, guys. All right, I'll have more hot takes for you later on today, I promise. Stay, uh, stay tuned. Uh, really quickly, before we head to break, Charlie just dropping this one to me that uh, J.C. Jackson is healthy and active today uh, for Tom Pelissero for the Chargers. That, that's a big deal. I've, I've been thinking all week, Pete, like I think J.J.'s had really two really good weeks. I think today's a day that he just absolutely explodes because – I don't know how they're going to stop him. I really don't. Well, and, and I tell you, the greatest line ever today, so far at least, is, uh, is Matthew saying it hasn't been a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, if that's that, the best thing you can say. If that's the best we could say about our defense, yep. we should expect the same, <laughs> same play yeah, this year, I guess. That's the truth, man. All right, let's take a quick break. Come back. We'll do the fast break next. You're listening to 830 WCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.